because bad things happen in Philadelphia. Bad things. What's up, you beauties? Welcome to another episode of High and Wide Radio. I'm Jim here, as always, with Kyle and Jack. Feels like it's been forever since it's been uh, us three guys. How are we feeling? Another Shen is a Stanley Cup champion. Uh, also, uh, Braden Coburn, if it's those who are keeping track. They paid their dues. I think that <laughs> combined, it's like 1,500 games they have in the NHL. So I feel like I paid my dues. <laughs> Dude, so I completely forgot about that. We were talking about all this uh, stuff pre-show, and I completely forgot that the Stanley Cup was won last night. And former Flyers, Braden Cobra and Luke Shen lifted the cup. Patrick Maroon I was gonna say that too. <laughs> second time in a row. Braden Coburn, you know what I just found out? I just re- We just got done recording another episode of Angry and Negative, and he played... 700 games with the Flyers. Was that correct? Let me double check that. He played seven, eight seasons with the Flyers. Yep. Did it feel like that to you guys? I was shocked. It did for me. That sounds about right. Just because I remember when we first got him and uh, I remember when we traded him and I I just, I was like, yeah, it's time to move on. Now what surprised me is how long he's kind of held on for when we traded him. I think it was 20. Jeez. 2014, 2015, because we got picks for the 2015 draft. Pretty much it was him being traded to Tampa was how we got Gudis, but also how we got a pick that we combined with another pick to trade up and get TK. So that, I mean, the fact that we traded him that long ago, I'm like, man, I can't, I can't believe he's still playing. But yeah, I know he was a long time flyer because he was in the thick of it when we were coming, come bouncing back from our, uh, Horrible 06, 07 season. He was with the Flyers for nine seasons. That's a long time to do nothing. <laughs> so, like, I, I posed this question on the other show. If he would have never played for the Flyers, would you would you know Braden Coburn existed? Um, Skill-wise, no. probably not. It depends you, who he would have played for instead of the Flyers during his younger years. But his... His face is pretty, his nose is pretty memorable. Like, the it only reason like, you know he plays for the Lightning is because he played for the Flyers, right? You, you don't know who Braden Coburn is anymore. He looks like he's got a, a permanent plague mask on his face, you know, like the big <laughs> beak. <laughs> he oh always has God, that, like, exactly what you're talking about. He always <laughs> has that look like, oh, who, like somebody farted, you know? Like, ooh, what was that smell, you know? <laughs> he looks like this guy I work with. But, um, yeah, to answer your question, I mean, it's tough to say. I mean, I remember like guys for certain reasons. I don't, there's not, you know, like if somebody did something stupid I, I, or a bad hit or something like that, if he played for a divisional team, yeah, you'd remember him. But, you know, team like Tampa, is it in our conference? Yes. Do we see him a lot? Not really. And he, on top of that, see, he's at the point in his career since he left here where he's like a, you know, a bottom four defenseman. But when he was with Philly, he was a top four defenseman. So, if he well, had he that wasn't. role, he wasn't. But we used him as a top defenseman for some reason. Top four. When when they, <laughs> he was a top four defenseman, when they put him on the top pairing, that's where people started hating him. Well, that wasn't his fault. They were playing him out of position. He was never a top pairing defenseman, and that's where all the hate came from. 
Um, but he if he was a you know, penalty minutes in 0809, like how does Braden Coburn have 97 penalty minutes? Because he's big and he would fucking defend the front of the net. And people skate past his nose and trip. And it's two minutes for tripping. I always thought he was kind of soft. I don't know, man. Oh no, he got he took a really bad injury and he came back pretty quick. Like he took puck to the nose, honestly. <laughs> like it was in the 09 playoffs. He got messed up. And he was out there, he was playing. Like he, you know, he's he's tougher than he looks. And he's who bigger he than you would think he is, he, too. Who did he fight last year and he actually kicked the shit out of him? Was it Tom Wilson? Where they both <laughs> left the box? That's the case. That would surprise the hell out of me. I can't remember who it was. I'm going to look it up. 964 games played in the NHL, Braden Coburn. Crazy. Seriously, like, he had nine years when he left the Flyers, and that was in, like, 2015. You know, so, like, he's been around. So, yeah, so if he was playing when he was a better defenseman, like when he was with us for another team, we might know him. It depends. I don't think he's a Justin Braun where if he was never traded to us, we wouldn't know who he was. I don't think it's like that. I think he deserves a little more credit than that, but it's tough to say. Yeah, that's interesting. Interesting. Just interesting. I don't know if if he would have never played for the Flyers, I don't know if I would have ever cared about Braden Coburn. I just thought it was interesting to bring up. Yeah, you might not have cared whether we knew who he was regardless. (laughs) So speaking of bottom pair defensemen, our very own Robert Haig was re-signed to a two-year deal. He's making $1.6 million per. How do we feel about this, boys? Bobby Haig, baby! <laughs> yeah, it was... I mean, I knew... You figured they were going to re-sign him. I thought it'd be for less. Uh, Twitter seems to think it's a steal. I don't know if i go that far. Uh, I think this means the end of uh, the end of Ghost, though. These contracts that are being dished out, it's, you know, I love the Kubel signing. It was a little. It was two year deal, but it was a little bit more than I thought he would get. Um, they're going to look like good deals in you know next year for sure. But there's less and less money, even for I don't think I think Ghost could be moved, and I don't even know if they can bring back Elliot at this point. And all the Pitlick, Thompson, Grant, they're all gone as well. Not that we were going to keep them all, but like I don't think there's a chance any of them are back at this point. It doesn't sound like you're really excited for the Hague deal. Uh, I mean. I'd like the guy. I just, he's a sixth, seventh defenseman. You know, I don't get too excited for guys like that. Okay. Carl, I, th- I'd rather, you know, if they <laughs> ghost came out of his shell, that'd be a different story, you know, but now I'm just worried that we're going to trade him for peanuts. I'll take peanuts. Penis. Pe- no, thank you. I've already got one. Oh, it's been <laughs> true too. Um, I think yeah. 1.6 is okay for for Hay. I, I thought I thought 1.6 was like give or take, you know, and more more so give. I mean, a little too much, but we're talking about a couple hundred thousand dollars. I was expecting Hag to get one three, maybe one four at the most, one six, whatever. You're pinching pennies at that point. Yeah, the uh, the. I mean, which is one thing they need to do with this flat cat, but unfortunately it is what it is. <clears throat> what, I, what I read about the Hague thing is I think he had a little bit of leverage there because he was an RFA, and I think to qualify him, he needed to get at least 1.3, right? So they had a little bit of leverage, so he was almost guaranteed to get a, a little bit of a jump there, and they went with 1.6. Yeah, probably but, for the second year. Yeah. Because it's what is, if you tender them, it's one year. And yeah, you, so they, that's it then. You're right. 
There you go. Yeah. So, one point six for two years. Good. You got your set your sixth seventh guy. Don't forget they got Freeman for seven hundred k. Like he's going to be a rotational guy on that third pairing. Like he's Here, there, and that's fine. And I, you know, I prefer he be the seventh defenseman. And like that sounds like I don't want him to play. There's oodles of injuries throughout a season. Like there's a ridiculous amount. He would play, and I like that he's the guy to step in. Now my thing is, if we lay out our defense for next year, because you can't add at this point. You'd be lucky to bring Elliot back and call it a day. We don't even know what's going on with Patrick yet. So, like, if we break down our lines, we're filling this team completely, 100% from within. You're going to have Frost and Farabee and Bunneman and maybe even Lozinski or somebody of that, those combinations. Uh, that's They're going to fill everybody you lost on the offense and on the defense. Freeman's now your seventh. Hag and Ghost is your bottom pair. That's kind of funny. Um, you know, and that we're not as strong as a team as we were last year and there's no money to do anything. So you have to hope that a trade goes down. And on top of that, you're probably not going to have as good as a backup goalie either. So that, that's what I'm really, I don't want to say concerned, but there has to be more to this than, you know, just bringing everybody that we have back that are restricted and then bringing the young kids up. I don't, I think the goalie spot right now is. The most confusing, because I don't I don't know what Elliot will cost you. I mean, I assume it won't be two million again. He posted his worst numbers since since he played in Ottawa. So I don't think Elliot is going to cost you more than one five. But I think that they have to square away their forward group, and they squared away most of their defense today, with the exception of maybe a. Um, like a a UFA of some sort of some magnitude, uh, another five or six guy. Maybe I don't know. I've seen I've seen uh, both trades of thoughts on this. Some people think uh, one five, maybe even less. Other people think two, or maybe even a little bit more. Um, I was on the one five train. I think it might have to be a two year deal to get that done, which would help the Flyers. He he was good on the road. Let's not forget that. He he spelled Carter Hart on the road pretty well. I think some of his numbers are inflated through a couple of bad outings like against Pitt when he got destroyed. But I think for the most part he was one of the better backup goalies in hockey and I think the hockey guys realize that. I think we should be able to bring him back. It would make sense that he wants to come back. He got to figure he likes it here. Carter Hart also said he wants him back, which gives him Elliot some leverage. You know, but is there really anybody else out there in free agency that you think, or even trade, that would like kind of hurt the goalie market? I think the flat cap does a little bit. Guys like, um, we don't know what's going to happen with Matt Murray. You know, is are both Reimer and Mrazek, are they both back in uh, Carolina? What's going on with Ken Talbot? Um, I'm not sure what's up with Darcy Kemper. Jimmy Howard's a name. Uh, Mark Andre Fleury, they, they've been talking about moving him out of there. Laner needs to be re-signed. You know, Frederick Anderson, we'll see what's up. Craig Anderson as well. Corey Crawford, Devin Dubnik. I don't think he has a job next year. But you know, Thomas Craig Rice. Is, I don't think there's an official announcement yet, but I'm, I, I think Craig is retiring. I'm looking at a list of where these people think these guys were going. One of them put retired. I think that is the uh, what is going to happen. Yeah, I think that, but it hasn't been announced yet. Holpe's a free agent. Remember that. Um, 
you know, it's, it should be really interesting to see what happens. Uh, I think I think Markstrom or uh, Demko from Vancouver, one of those guys is going to be moved. So maybe there's not a lot of jobs out there in LA. It does come back for cheap. So maybe that probably be one of the last signings I think the Flyers make. And it should be interesting because I don't think they're going to have a lot of cap to work with. Would you be mad if they stretched it out to three by like one, two, one, three? That, I, would, I mean, that's, I a, that's that. a lot. That's a lot. I would uh, even hate two years for Elliot, if I'm being honest. I don't, I don't hate two <clears> years. <throat> I'd rather see a one-year deal, but at his age, he doesn't want a one-year deal. Yeah, I think that he would want a one-year deal. I, I mean, mean he, he does look a lot older than he actually is. Like, isn't he, he only like 34 <laughs> or something? Yeah, he, and I think he would want a multi-year deal because it's just more guaranteed money. Um, and obviously you get to stay in the same place and not uproot your family. So I think staying in Philly at a two year deal would be very, uh, good for him. Now, the only other thing is we got some rookie prospects coming up, none of which are ready for next year. None of which have showed me that they're going to be here in the next year or two. See that I have to see how they play next year. One might push. I think Sandstrom took a step back. He was rough. Alex Lyons, not he's emergency. You know, he's injured. Ustamenko's hurt. Yeah, Ustamenko's hurt. They um, did just re-sign Lyon, by the way. So he I think is that going was to telling. The I, think that, I think there is some concern that Elliot might walk because that was one of the first signings made. I think that's like a, like a backup plan type move. Yeah, like, well, let's let's get this guy because we could do a lot worse. Uh, even though it's not ideal for him to be backup. It's like let's bring him. It's only a one year deal. Right. So I'm kind of like that was one of the first moves he made. I'm like, it's a little telling. Maybe things aren't going as what they thought, but you, you never know. Down with the Phantoms just in case. I, I like him there. I like him as our like, you know, Neil Little of <laughs> of the uh, latter years. So it's Why don't just, I mean, which what really sucks, what really throws a monkey wrench in this whole thing is there's a lot of players going to be missing a year of hockey if the AHL don't start up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got to figure something out. You know what though? When they've had lockouts, these players have gone places and played. So, in uh, you know, Europe uh, is a big place. So I hope they at least get that going. But I don't know what the rules are. The yeah. LA Kings sent half their minor league team to Berlin in Germany. Okay, I, I saw a list of transactions, and there's like six players all transferred to the same club. It's pretty crazy. Well, hopefully that's what would happen because they gotta play. They gotta play, and you yeah, know, there's you another goalie guess. prospect we're not naming. Uh, I can't. It's like Urson or yeah, he's like, he could be the yeah he could be the best best of the bunch. Not Hart, obviously, but like he's he's a little behind in years, but he's coming on strong. Um, you know, it we it keeps coming back to two things, and I want to ask you guys this: There's two big major, actually three. Now you think about it, but one kind of turns into this so the two big players we don't know about is one and this is newsworthy as well ghost is pretty much officially on the trade market now oh, when somebody's gone when somebody's officially on the block though one the good player usually does get moved at some point and two the team trading the player doesn't get what he's valued at but i think the flat cap has made it so bad that it don't matter the other thing is nolan patrick so i we don't know what's going to happen with that We've been hearing a lot of rumors, so I'll ask you guys, honest opinion, does a trade involving, a major trade, I should say, involving one, if not both, of these players go down? I don't think Nolan, I don't think they're ready to move on for Nolan Patrick, because I feel like they can, 
they can get another short-term contract at cheap with them. Like cheap enough to where it doesn't hurt them if, oh my God, the migraines are back. I mean, obviously, if, I think if the right deal comes up, if the right deal comes up and somebody's asking for Nolan Patrick, I don't see why you'd keep him. But I think at this point, they're not shopping Nolan, Nolan Patrick, if that makes sense. Ghost, I think Ghost is gone because he's a cap casualty at this point. I mean, you need that 4.5, and he's the most tradable player on your roster at this point. If the Flyers do with Ghost what the Rangers did with Mark Stahl, which I can't see that happening, but they did, I would cry. I mean, that is just future consideration. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you are just clinging on. Come on, man. Ghost the and a ghost second here. for ghost nothing. Ghost done nothing, man. But he has, though. He's got it. I want him nothing. gone. I got. I want him gone, too. But I like value. You're telling me they can't get some kind of draft pick. I think... Team? Tell me he's going to get moved. He's going to get moved next week at the draft. That's fine. I, I, just, I just I have a sneaky suspicion that he's getting moved next week at the draft. You're not getting a first for him. No, no. Uh, you're probably going to get a late, a, a late second or early third. I would I take it. At this point, I would take that. I would definitely. Hell, let's trade up. Ghost in our first. Let's move up in the draft. No, never happened. Um, but I am worried that they're going to get. They're going to move up three no. picks. Absolutely. <laughs> you know what though? If there's a guy like uh, Jimmy, uh, tell me if I'm pronouncing it right. It's a, it's Guntler, Guntler. Oh uh, yeah, Noel Guntler. Yeah, Guntler. Like, dude, that's a nice scoring winger. And if he's he's already out of our range, but if he dropped a little bit and we had to move up a little bit, much like Travis Konechny in the 2015 draft, that that would be great. I'd be all about that. Like, just to move up, I'd snag that guy. We're you have to go winger this draft. I'm getting ahead of myself. I apologize. No, we can let's let's get to that. But on the Nolan Patrick and and Ghost trade speculation here, so th- there was some stuff coming out, and you know guys have been putting trades together for most of the shortened off season, and most of the trades involve Ghost and JVR, and they're they're not they're not going to both be traded, at least not in the same deal, and everything that I'm hearing or we're here we're hearing about Nolan Patrick is that he wants to go home and he doesn't want to play for the flyers is what, at least what we're hearing. And there's connections to him in Winnipeg and he's skating up in Winnipeg. And there's just for me, at least where there's smoke, there's fire. And I tend to look for smoke, you know? So when I, when I see a little bit, I look for more and, you know, there's just stuff that Fletcher says about Patrick, like, you know, we're hope to have him on. We hope to have him on the ice for us next season. And I'm like, who the fuck else would he be on the ice for, right? Now, Jim, did you? I read that. Did you hear him say that? I saw the the quote. I didn't see how he said okay, it. Okay, so, so like, the reason matter? I the reason I ask if he emphasized us. No, if he no, said he it? wouldn't though. He wouldn't. <laughs> no, he wouldn't. He wouldn't do that. Uh, no, but he. You know, they look, yeah. Right. They, they would never. You're they saying there's an do. Easter egg in there, huh? Uh, but you look. I look for it, though. You know, I look you for. You do little... look for it. That's why I'm asking. Because you can wrong. you can word things differently. You don't have to word That's things true. the way that people do. You know, you can choose different words. But anyway, I think that there's something to, you know, when it like, and I'm getting kind of on the line. I trade a little bit here, but of the teams interested in Patrick Line, it's supposedly three Metro teams. And now this is classic, like you know, uh, pit all three of these Metro teams against each other, right? So. If you know the Flyers are your team, 
you're going to try to squeeze them for as much as you can, right? So let's say you already got them on the hook for Nolan Patrick. Let's say you already got them to add Ghost. Let's say you already got them to add a first-round pick. What can you add to beat the, the team that eliminated you in the New York Islanders and the team, you know, that, you know, came back healthy and looked really well, uh, former uh, Jack Adams winner, Tortorella is the coach. What are you going to ante up that's going to beat out these other two teams, right? And so Patrick's a throw-in for that deal, for, at least for me. Ghost is a throw-in in that deal for me. The first-round pick, it's an unknown thing. You know, it's a pretty solid draft, I think. You can get a decent player at 23, but you don't know. The sure thing is Patrick Linus. So if you want him, what do you kick in? And we saw there was a trade today, I think. Uh, Dan Silver was kicking it around. He added Travis Konechny to that trade. And I'm going to ask you guys. For me, we know what Travis Konechny is. If you listen to the Full Circle show on Monday, uh, you know I think even Ross talked about it a little bit. And if he didn't mention it, I must have read it because he said he knew Travis Konechny was no more than a second-line player. And that's exactly what he is. He's a second-line guy. So if we throw TK into that trade, now you got TK, Patrick, uh, the first-round pick, and Nolan Patrick hasn't played in a year. I'm doing that all day for Patrick Laine because you're getting the best player out of that trade. And you know why? Guess who can replace Travis Konechny's 25-25 assists? Joel Farabee's going to replace that in a year or two. He's replaced already. Travis Konechny's replaced. I'm not sure Joel Faraby is a top-line guy. Maybe. But he's definitely, at very least, a second-line guy and can replace Travis Konechny like that, I think. So go get your first-line guy. Yeah, you're giving up a former second overall pick. But he hasn't played in a year. He doesn't want to play here. You're giving up Ghost. The guy put up 65 points three years ago. 27, knee issues. Let him go somewhere else. Because he's not going to go anywhere. He's not going to break into the top four. He's not going to magically figure it out on the power play for the Flyers. He's a throw and Just get rid of that 4.5 cap. And then first-round picks, right? For for a while, we're like, man, the Flyers don't really need any more draft picks. You know? Every team in the playoffs this year moved the... Uh, I'm sorry, two out of the four teams in the Final Four didn't have first-round picks. And that was the Islanders, and that was the Tampa Bay Lightning. They made moves. They went after Pajot. They brought in Goodrow. They brought in Coleman. The Lightning won. You got you to gotta start moving these picks and go get that missing piece. Is it Patrick Laine? I, I'm not sure, but 40 goals would be fucking nice. And we've been looking yeah. for a sniper for a while. I do that. I move TK, Patrick, Ghost, and a first-round pick. It just looks like a lot, right? Yeah. I don't hate that trade. I just don't trust Patrick Laine, if that makes sense. Like, I don't hate the trade. If Patrick Laine comes here and he puts up 40 goals next year, I do not hate the trade. I do not hate Patrick Laine. But I have this sneaky suspicion that if Patrick Laine comes here, he is going to underachieve and we're going to be sitting scratching our heads like we gave up TK and Patrick. Because, you know, Patrick, if we get rid of him, he's going to turn out to be the next Mark Shifley. And... I'm going to be fucking furious. So this is like the part that I hate about trades. That anxious. Like, I just don't know where it could possibly go. And you say you're trading for a sure thing. I don't trust line A as a sure thing. 
I just don't. I don't know. I don't trust him as a hockey player. If that makes any sense. That's just do my you, opinion. Do you trust Elaine Vigneault? I do. Okay. So here's my thing. I actually agree with Kyle about line A. Uh, talent is all the talent in the world is there. I remember when he came out that draft. I loved him. I thought he was awesome. You know, we need a winger in the worst way, a scoring winger in the worst way. I break down this trade. So Ghost, you know, this is how it was written. You know, Ghost, we're trying to move his salary. Yes. He also should have a little bit of value to Winnipeg. This is a team that needs to, one, get more defense. They lost the entire right side of their defense. Two, they need to get cheap defense because they have cap issues. So Ghost, while might seem like he's not cheap, if he returns into a good player, it will be a cheap contract. If he can regain his game. And a lot of times the way they do that is with a change of scenery. That's a plus. So I'm not looking at Ghost as a major piece by any means, but he's not a throw-in either. Patrick, no guarantee he plays again. That's true. However, what we've heard here, um, I would definitely not source this because I don't trust it. He's medically cleared to play. He doesn't want to play. Jim alluded to that. Second he goes home, suddenly he's 100% healthy. That makes me nervous. That's the anxiety I get that Kyle was alluding to with trades. Um, Patrick was a former number two overall pick of the draft. That has to have significant value. First round pick, we have plenty of prospects and what have you. I'm okay moving the pick, especially because it's next year's draft and not this year's. Um, I'm okay with that. We have plenty of prospects. I've always said that we should move prospects or picks because we have so many. It's, you know, fine. Use it as ammunition. Finally, the big piece, connect me. This is where, for me, it's like, whoa. Listen, I know he had a rough playoffs. I know people are down on him. I know he makes money, so moving out more salary would help. This is too much for me. It's a little too much. And it's mainly because of what Kyle said about line A. He's not a guarantee to come in here. And, you know, it's not like he's been blowing the doors off every year and just doesn't like Winnipeg. He's dogged it. You know, he's dogged it a little bit. He's had issues. He's playing with some of the best centers over there. And he's having these issues. And he's having these locker room issues. And it's a, it raises some flags. Do I want line A? line A in the worst way? So I think we've all agreed that Ghost and Patrick – and the Winnipeg Jets needs. There's a deal to be made with the Philadelphia Flyers, and we're okay with a first-round pick. Is Konechny that missing piece? I don't think so, and I think that's much, and it would hurt the team unless Liney comes here and is an app. He would have to come here and be an MVP cal- caliber player. Yeah, he would have to. F- 40 would be the minimum. You know, 40 goals would be the minimum, and we'd be hoping for more. And it's it's a lot, but I mean, you do take that risk with trades, but this is not the deal that I come to the table with. This is my final offer, and even then I'm not keen on that. Patrick Lina had his worst year goal-scoring-wise this year. He scored 28 goals. That yeah, but that the, was a shortened season, too, so he would have Well, had, listen, because I'm not done my point here. He would have led the Flyers in goal-scoring in his yeah, worst season. That's great and all, but what's he going to want next year when his contract's up? Well, we're not, yeah, Jim, we're not giving one for one either. You know, it's not like Konechny for Line. You know, right, but it, the, it's so three guys in a pick. Well, but two guys really haven't played in a year. Like, Ghost played 40 games, and we don't like Ghost. I, well, I think we're all on board with trading with Patrick and Ghost in the pick. It's right. the Konechny so, part. Right. So, essentially, the only sure thing that you're trading in this trade for – a guy whose worst year 
scored 28 goals in 68 games, is Travis Konechny. And the surest thing about him is that he's no better than a second-line player. How many goals did Konechny score this year? 24. So I think it might have been closer to 28. But I don't. But my point is, you're you're trading a first-round pick, Patrick and Ghost, for four more goals. Now, honestly, we expect a lot more from Line A if that's the case. But I'm just trying to counter, give you a counter argument. Travis Konechny, 24 goals three years in a row. Okay. All right, so it was 24. So four more goals. Second-line guy. And you're trading for a first-line top scorer that we've all been wanting. Do you have any— This is what I don't like about Line A, is I don't—is the talent there? Yes. Oh, my God, yes. Is— the ability to bury the puck in the net is undeniable from Patrick Laine. There's there's no getting around it. I don't see any drive to be the best player on the ice every time he steps out on the ice. And that I feel that is what the Flyers lack, especially in the playoffs, more than more than anything else. I mean, we've been bitching a Drew f- for fucking three seasons now about how he lost a step and he can't keep up and he can't try he doesn't try as hard or he is trying as hard as he can but he just can't keep up do i want a guy who could literally keep up or run circles around people not trying i don't know like i don't know man the other thing is he only had trust him he only had two more points than connect me to i mean that's a Yes, he's the better player by far. I'm not going to be stupid here and be, live by the statistics. He's the better uh, goal scorer. He's not the. I don't know if he's the better player. Yeah, he's and we do need goal scoring. And you know what? The more I think about this, like I come back to my original point. This is not the deal I go to the table with. I hope I can get him for less than Konechny in that trade. I'd even consider Frost in Konechny's spot because I don't know. Frost is a. Anything more than a, you know, I, I don't know if he's a top six player. I think he's an NHL player. I don't know if he's a top six player. Hey, but uh, here's the thing, too, then. So, like, you are you only have uh, Coots and Hayes, guaranteed centers. And then let's say you do that trade. Now you got Line, you got Voracek, you got uh, Konechny. Uh, I'm missing somebody else. Uh, you, there's you, there's you two more right wings. Konechny if you do that trade, dude. Well, no, it, Jack, did you say add Frost instead of Konechny, or did I miss? Uh, swap. Yeah, that's what okay. I was saying. Okay, I was, I was going back to your original trade proposal. So you have, like, too many right-wingers. So, like, uh, to me, that was the only reason why. And, like, for Winnipeg, it's like, okay. Like, like for real, if you're the other team, put yourself in Winnipeg's shoes. Yeah, you're getting all these nice, shiny toys. This guy hasn't put up any points since 2017. This kid hasn't played in a, in a year. Um, now they might have more inside info that he's going to play. Who knows? Uh, first round picks, a crap shoot 23rd pick or a next year pick, whatever. The only sure thing you're getting is your second line right winger in, in Travis Konechny. You know, you know something, the more Would you insert Farabee in the Konechny spot. No, no, I don't no. think so. No, no. But I think Farabee's he's going to be way better than Konechny. Yeah. Well, I don't know about that, but I do think he'll be better. I think he's, He's on the right path. I mean, he's he's looking good. He's, he needs more seasoning by far, but he's looking good. I like Farabee a lot. I, I would do Frost before Farabee by a mile. That, um, that's that's kind of what I mean. Would you throw a guy in like Cam York? Nah. 
I don't think you have to. I don't, yeah, I, I think Jim said it right. I, I don't think you have to to get that done at that point. Uh, yeah. No, there's no other team that can give Winnipeg what the Flyers can. The Flyers can give Winnipeg exactly what they want, but they have to take the chance with the players that we're giving them. So they have to give a sure thing in TK because everything else is a gamble. You know, you could entice them. Hey, we'll give you your top six center, Nolan Patrick. All he's got to do is get cleared. We'll give you your top four power play defenseman since you don't have a guy that can play on the, that can play the point on the power play. So we'll give you Shane Goss's bear. Try him out. Maybe he works for you. I mean, that that is what that was my point. That's appealing to them. Originally, right. I thought if a trade with Winnipeg went down, that Line A and Patrick would not be the names involved. It would be Ghost and definitely something else, and a guy like Nikolai Ellers. Like, I thought there'd be a smaller deal made there, which I'm not against either. But mm-hmm. if we are talking line A, and the one thing they do say about fair trades is that each side is not 100% happy. Yeah. And if, if this deal were to go down, our side would not be 100% happy with Konechny being involved. So that shows that it's probably closer to something that could go down. Um, <laughs> I would, I would not come to the table with that, but if, if you said, all right, you know, after negotiating, that's it. This is the final offer. Take it or leave it. I sleep on it, but I think I would do it. I'll tell and you what, if I throw connect me into this deal, I want a second round pick back. I'm sure you can get something off him too. I'm sure you can get something else. If I put Konechny in this deal, I want a second-round pick back in this yeah. year's draft. I mean, Line is only 22 years old. I mean, he's you know, I mean, Dude, he's, he's got not, more goals than everyone the Flyers send in the other way combined. Well, one guy didn't play for the year, so that's that's not fair. <laughs> that, but, however, see what, but I he's a second look, overall pick, though. I did look at his career stats. And uh, Konechny's played six less games, but Line's got like fifty more six. goals. He's got like Jesus, like like sixty something more goals. And even on top of that, he's got they, they like, can score, man. He's got like seventy more points. Like he's a he's a he's a machine. That's uh, what a that's what a formal former second overall pick should be doing because that's well, what he was a former second overall pick. We yes, and we just come back to the like. I just don't want him to like become disinterested. I think it was a year or two ago where he was like off, and they were worried about him. That's that's what kid. people are worried about. Dude, he's uh, a kid. Like imagine like, I don't know. Imagine like Morgan Frost. I, I like he's he's twenty one years. He's gonna be twenty two years old, and he's already scored forty goals. Like oh my god, dude. Like. I get it. Like, there is genuine fear there. Like, is he going to mature? That's what I'm saying. Like, Elaine Vigneault, I think he can figure him out. I think he'll get him working. He's a kid. Like, he's, dude, he's not even close to his prime, and he's got 138 goals already. Holy shit. The other sketchy part here, this is the only other sketchy part, is he's RFA after this year. So let's say he comes in, he does produce and then wants a absolutely massive contract. Where we get that money from? I mean, that is a good point, considering we have to pay Sanheim, Sanheim Hart, Couture's yep. um, deal is going to come up in a few years. I think Giroux's not... off the books when that comes up. Yeah, I think so too. And Giroux is going to get significantly less, if you ask me. But 
still coots hearts heart rather uh sanheim we don't know what he's going to get and who else and line is i mean you're talking about two potential 10 million dollar plus players in coots and line and how hard i don't think we'll get that at first but maybe later down i don't know what kind of deal he's going to sign and what's what's the flat cap locked in for three i want to say three years three years so when all these contracts are due if you have line a in at 10 mil because i think if line a comes here and puts up 40 goals 45 goals you're going to be paying him 10 million dollars a year because that's what a premium goal scorer gets in this league and then you have to and then you have to also pay coots and heart <laughs> like i mean we're talking a lot of fucking moolah here and with a flat cap where are you unloading it or i guess you could maybe hope Cross your fingers that Seattle will take JVR. You're gonna have to pay them to take JVR, like with picks, because it's it's such a necessity that they take that seven million dollars off our cap. That being said, I don't. I hopefully they can play some hardball and not wind up like you know the Maple Leafs with four guys accounting for fifty percent of their payroll. Um, Line A is going to get paid though. He's definitely going to be up there. Uh, you you know that's that's Fletcher's problem though. He he is definitely concerning. Uh, but he's gonna have to figure that out. But that being said, that I'm just worried that we would trade for him and then the fan base would turn on him because he's not one at first producing, which isn't all wouldn't be all his fault. But then maybe he starts becoming disinterested or annoyed or some Embiid crap or he's just not having fun and therefore he can't play, or whatever reason that Winnipeg had issues with him in the first place. And that that could really be bad, because at that point you're giving up a pick, which hurts. You're giving up number two overall pick of the draft. Um, who, Yeah, he's had, got issues, but God forbid he turns into anything. God forbid Ghost turns his career around. God forbid Konechny does what he we're used to him doing. It's a big, tough pill to swallow. Yes, it would be exciting getting line A, but at the same time you'd be... Really like, geez, I hope two of the three guys are bust and that connecting just kind of disappears into irrelevance. For for me, if they go and succeed, I don't care as long as my guy pans out. Like, go ahead. I'm, that's what I'm, well, yeah, I agree with you. That, but there's a lot of buts. <laughs> and then there's the money. There's the money thing, too. Like, it's it's a lot of angles at this. Um for me, there's only two sure thing pieces in that trade, and that's connecting and line A. Everything else is, I hope. When, when I saw the tweet you're referring to, the first thing I thought is, you're giving up a ton of potential. But potential. I hate, and we hate that is, word potential. I know. In that, that was my I second don't. point. You guys don't hate the word potential with fucking Farabee. No, I love the draft, so that should tell you how much I like potential. <laughs> like, I'm a draft junkie. Like, you know. But potential is unrealized talent still. Like, they haven't gotten there yet. So, you know, I don't want to sit where we're at and then have Ghost do nothing and Patrick never play again either. Right. And, uh, you know, 2021 pick, especially if you make the trade for Line A, it's most likely going to be a very late first. So it's like, mm. Plus, another thing, and uh, Russ Cohen brought this up, you're kind of looking for the Flyers' younger guys to kind of start taking the reins more from Giroux and uh, Borchek. 
And I think a guy like Hayes could kind of lead that charge, but a guy like Line is definitely your future. And where Patrick's is murky, he should have been, but since he's pulling his crap, you know, Line is a guy who would usher in the next era of Flyers hockey if all things worked out, but there's always ifs. So two things here. If we do that and connect me as a main part, like I said, I want a draft pick back. But I also want an extension signed for less than 10 mil. Somebody's got a lot of guys got to be willing to play ball for that to go down. I know, but I'm just saying if you could theoretically speaking to absolutely to win this trade, in my opinion, right off the bat, if you could get line a for nine, two. Oh, I would do that in a heartbeat. Like that's cheap. five more years. It would be, it would be a shorter term contract. It definitely wouldn't be. What's the max eight. If, if you have the player. Yeah, it might be like um, four only a free agency. It's it, the max is seven, I believe. Um, it was only because f- then you know he's getting paid more after those five years. He'd be only twenty-seven years old, but cap will be much more than you deal with that. You know, cross that bridge when you get to it. Oh, man, I feel like we. we I'm definitely not against it. Oh, I would hate. Yeah. I would absolutely <laughs> hate to lose Connectney. I would. I really would. And Why? I, well, well, I not, like it's him. not like the worst thing in the world. He just, he's, he just embodies like a Philly flyer. You know, he just does. He's so he's yapping. He's throwing his body around when he can. You're Jim. You are left with a total bad taste in your mouth, and you know you are because of the playoffs. You know you are. Just because he, he was man. Jim would throw Sandheim in this deal as a throw-in instead well, of ghost. I, I stopped that <laughs> Sandheim because I I saw people mentioning Sandheim, and I'm like. Okay, two weeks ago when I'm mentioning trading Sandheim, everyone's like, oh, blasphemer. And now they're adding them into friggin' Dan Silver's trade. And it's like, you know what? That's not a bad idea. I'm like, that's bullshit. Come on. Defense is a premium. You cannot be just tossing in Sandheim. Come on. There's no way. You can't trade. You can't trade two puck moving D in the same fucking trade and not get one back. So I'm like, okay, Sandheim's going to be a a stud. Just just everybody relax. (laughs) He's going to be good. Tell you him and Provorov are gonna be our top pairing one day. It's coming. Um, that being complain. said, yeah, and it, you got Myers and like York as your number two pairing. My God, this team is set up. Yeah, but the one thing you got to remember with this regime though is they like the left-handed and the right-handed guys. Like, don't forget that part. Well, most they teams like to do. Pair them up. It's just ideal, you know. Yeah, they time. went out of their way to bring in Iskinen and Braun so they could do the lefty-righty thing. I, I, I think that was more. About I can't speak for Braun, but I think Niskanen was more for he was just a, an actual veteran defenseman. Remember all those jokes? Oh, veteran defenseman, and that's why McDonald was getting all the playing time. I think uh, uh, Niskanen was a, just an actual good Stanley Cup winning veteran defenseman. Braun, yeah, they I, went I, out and I got anybody, know. and they got made sure they got a right-handed guy. Same think, thing for Braun. They could have went out and got anybody. They gave up a second and a third to bring in a right-handed vet. Well, you know, that, that's a good point because I don't know why else you'd give up those two picks for him. That's why. They were looking for specifically for a right-handed guy. The right-handed guys, they're a little bit more rare on the market. You don't, There's not as many right-handed guys. Right-handed shooting uh, defensemen right. is always rare. Yeah, I know. I hear so, you. Yeah, I hear so you. I, I think I remember reading something that they were looking specifically to do that. And so that's why I'm interested to see exactly what they're going to do with this bottom pair. Because if they want to do that, and I know the bottom pair is not as much of a big deal because they don't score as much, whatever. 
are they going to bring in another right-handed guy to play on the bottom pair? Or are they going to go out and get another top four guy and kind of push everybody down a notch? That's well, what I'm interested to see. Well, if are you talking long-term or for next year? So I think if they just do for next year, they're probably going to go the cheap route and try to find somebody to pair up with Haig and Friedman, whatever. Or they if they have a choice. Yeah, if there's go, not a lot of money. Or if they go long-term, then they're going to look for a top four guy. Maybe they push Niskin and ba- down to the third pair. Uh, you know what, Ghost is not well. Maybe they push uh, Niskin and down to the third. You got Myers and whoever else playing on your top four on the right side. See, now, I don't know who they're bringing in in your scenario, but I don't know if I'm putting Niskin in on my third pairing simply because he makes my right and left match up. You know what I mean? I I mean, I guess, but... I think it's a balancing act. I get what you're saying. You I think have it's to a balancing find a guy act. that's like... Like, Sanheim played his offside, I think, at one point in the playoffs, and... I think that's when he got smashed by Kakanyemi. Like, it's a different thing playing on your offside. Right? Well, so we did to... draw a five-minute major, so that's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I, so I don't want to make it, it also a... got him suspended, right? <laughs> Kakanyemi. Did, did he get a game? I don't know. I know he got a five-minute major. I can't remember if he got suspended. I can't remember either. But, yeah, that's... I probably had a five-minute major. <laughs> oh, well, it didn't matter yeah, yeah I'm just, as soon as I said it, I'm like, wait a minute, these guys suck at the power play. Maybe I wouldn't. You know who could score power play goals? Uh, here we go. Dane Goss's bear. <laughs> <laughs> go get him. Like, why yeah, not, dude? You got anybody on that Brandon Wheat Kings jersey that you're rocking right now? No, I, it was one of those I put in, like, oh, uh, bid. I put in a bid on an auction, forgot about it, and uh, yeah, I won the auction. There's nobody on the back. You need That's to get so that cool, shit though. plated for Provorov. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like that, though. What? Yeah, I'm, I'm interested. Now I want eBay, more. 30 bucks. Guys, can I want somebody's name on it, though. Keep going with the combo. I got. I forgot my battery. I got 1% left, and I got Yeah, you're getting charger. choppy. So. One sec. Well, while we're waiting for Jim, Kyle, let's pivot to another rumor real quick, and we'll keep this one short because it always comes up this time of year. And you mentioned Taylor Hall earlier. I think he's really wants to go to the Calgary Flames. That's his hometown. He's mentioned it. And I also think the Flames want to move on from Ghani Goudreau, who's from here. Ghani Goudreau. <laughs> so what What do you think? I don't want odds that there's some kind of deal where he just ends up in Philly. I don't want him. Whoa, go with it. Tell me why. I don't I don't want Johnny Goudreau, dude. It's another small fucking forward, and we got beat up in the playoffs, the whole playoffs, by physical team. Do I want another guy who wants to play fucking Fortnite instead of hockey? Do I want another guy who freaking openly states that playoff hockey is really physical and I don't want to play it? Do I want that guy? No. I love so, Johnny Goudreau. I love, his, I, I love his talent level. Do I want another small, soft pushover of a player not really so i'm gonna ask you again and this time i want you to tell me how you really feel no um (laughs) um yeah i mean i've definitely heard those playoff concerns uh however he is a he does score some goals and he is a playmaker do you think that would change by any any chance in hell that changes if he comes to philly his home the team he grew up loving you think there's any chance that changes i don't know man maybe Maybe I do like I do like the I I do like the six the six point seven five. Right. Well, I mean, 
It's only for, for like a year or two. Yeah, but it's got still. two years left. Okay. Next year and the year after. So I do like that 6.75 for what? A 60 point guy, 70 point guy. Well, two years ago, it was 99 point guy. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, two years ago is two years ago. Two years ago, Shane Gossespierre scored 65. What the fuck's that mean now? <laughs> I think Shane wants to play. He just can't. We're good. We're uh, Gaudreau's more of a, the issues you alluded to earlier. It's also two years of kind of a contract deal. I know they always say the last year is a contract, you know, deal, but um, or year rather. But I think we're looking at we'd be looking at it as the, the two combined. And he he's playing for the team he grew up cheering for. I mean, you'd hope you'd see the guy who took the league by storm not so long ago. I mean, plus he's playing with some pretty nice passing guys like. You know, what are we ours, talking price tag wise? Same thing for Line A. Well, that that would no, I don't know, definitely not. Um, but that was my next question. What would you be willing to give up for that? I don't want to say risk, but for to take that chance that he does become that ninety-nine point player again, or at least something close to it, with the players we have on the team now. I would give up the same three, not including um, Konechny. Well, I think you got to take out Ghost first. You, you, I think we got to take out Patrick from this equation because we don't have that Winnipeg home feet hometown thing. You know no, what I mean? We don't have to do shit. He has no trade clause. <laughs> he doesn't have a no trade clause. If, You're if right. Trade, no, you don't have to. Just I just don't think that there's uh, it'd be as appealing to them as it would be with Winnipeg. Then I would. Well, what does Calgary need? Defense goalie. Um, we have plenty of goalies. I would, I would include some, one of our prospects. If that was the case, if we were hell bent on getting Goudreau, I would definitely include ghost because they need cost controlled defensemen. I would definitely include a goalie prospect. I would include a first round pick, uh, from there. Another defenseman. I feel like we're missing prospect or you, you need to include a guy like Wade Allison or you got to include something. I would do that, but like if they wanted like a Sandheim per se, I really no. don't do that. I'm out. Or a, a Zamula or a York or somebody like that. I would if give him Zamula. This now this is off the top of my head, so don't kill me. But if I would, I don't know how much what their cap situation is like. You got to assume they're mo- making room to get a, give a run at Taylor Hall. But I would try to get them to take JVR's contract if that's doable. But you already got him taking ghosts. I don't know. I, I don't have the numbers in front of me. Just if I'm, spitballing this. If I'm if I'm trading with Calgary, I'm going big. If I'm going for Goudreau, I, I want Monahan too. Oh jeez. <laughs> I'm just being honest. I want Monahan too. If I'm going for Goudreau, I want Monahan too. You can have Frost. You can have Ghost Patrick. This year's first. Next year's first. And uh, a prospect of your choice. Jesus. <laughs> and Jimmy, Cam York. Fuck it. Jimmy, you're on mute, buddy. No, it's better that I was. What would you say? Nothing. <laughs> That's what we heard. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't think good Joe. I would just brought that up. I don't know. 
that would have to take a lot of tinkering and thinking, and I don't see it happening, honestly. And, I didn't you know, tinker and think shit. I was just spitballing. <laughs> you want to hold it after a while. Jim's, <laughs> what do you want for control? I want Monahan with him. I'm like, oh, God. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> oh, my Jesus. And then the first name I hear is, oh, I'll, give up, I'll give up Frost. And then yeah. Ghost. And then Patrick. I'm like, here we go. Yeah, but I And then, and then a prospect that you're shooting who could be anybody. <laughs> and who? have connect me too yeah deal it's like that's like saying what? listen i want i want mario lemieux but you're including yager in this obviously right <laughs> i mean duh no all right so jim i've kind of pushed it off for a while now you want to get into the draft a bit yeah so Myers, what 23rd overall this year yeah right around like where they typically pick you know like Middle of the pack, towards the back. You know, they've gotten some good players, I think, with that pick. Right uh, around where Drew is selected, right? Right in that area? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, they've gotten some good guys around that pick. So uh, I wanted to do something fun with you guys because I think we're all going to have different opinions here. With the 23rd overall pick in the 2020 NHL draft, if you guys were the GMs of the Philadelphia Flyers, what would you guys do with this pick and... I, I kind of want to hear Kyle's answer first here, Jack. So let's start with Kyle. I'm not sure. It all depends. I mean, I would definitely be trying to package it as of right now. Because the, the team obviously has needs. And it's needs that are not going to be met in the overpriced free agent market. So whatever does conspire via trade this offseason if we do try to get a sniper even if it's not patrick line for whatever reason that pick's gonna have to be included yeah i think so too so you you would like to if you were the gm you would go get a guy and you would include that pick absolutely okay jack what would you do with that 23rd overall pick i mean i'm not totally against trading it um, for talent, we do have plenty of prospects. I like the idea of trading next year's first better because this draft is starting to be compared to the 2015 draft, which was a great draft. Um, if we, I'm, that, I'm always for moving up. I just don't foresee that being a thing. Um, I'm drafting. Uh, I, I think that's what will happen. That's what I would like to do. Uh, and, you know, my reach is Noel Gundler because we need it. And, oh, we're taking a winger. I don't care if it's left or right. We're taking a scoring winger. We don't need goaltending. This defense is not really there in this draft. So it comes down to centers and wingers. And I like the wingers. I, I really, the guy like Jack Quinn's not going to be there. Um, you know, if I did draft center, Connor Zary's a nice name. Um, but there's plenty of wingers, even in the second round. But with that first pick, I really want Gunler. Uh, he's not going to be there. That's what kills me. He's like my guy. He's not my Cole Caulfield. Don't don't compare. Uh, but, here we go. It's not like that. It's not like that. But because we botched that. No, I'm just kidding. I like Cam York. But 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 we do need a scoring winger. And uh, nobody really jumps out at me. Maybe Aramov. But they got to go winger. I'm hoping somebody slips. I'm hoping it's plethora of guys slip centers are usually the more desired position one thing i don't want to see this team do which they did under holgram and clark is draft a center and move him to wing not a big fan of that i want a pure scoring winger 
that's what I would do. That's what they should do. And I'm calling it now. That's what they will do. All right. Uh, let me just bring up a couple guys here because I have a guy in mind, but it's not a guy that they're going to have to necessarily reach for. So let me just tell you my plan first. And I don't think if I'm Chuck Fletcher, and this is going to disappoint a lot of people, I'm staying put with what I got. You know, maybe I move Ghost, but I'll end up moving him for, you know, essentially more cap space. You know, maybe I get a second round pick. Maybe that's best case scenario. Because let's remember the Flyers are going into this draft with the first, second. They're missing a third round pick, right? So if they want to draft three times in the first three rounds, they're going to have to make a move. I would trade Ghost for, like I said, try to trade for a second. My fallback would definitely be a third just so I can have a pick in that round. Uh, clears up 4.5 million cap space. That's worst case scenario with Ghost. That's what I'm doing. Now I'm looking at drafting a player, right? Because my... Offense is basically filled out. My defense is essentially filled out. I would still have to make a move. but So there's a guy that I like. And let me just tell you this guy first. So his name is Tyson Forrester, right? Six foot two. I believe he's 198. Plays on the right wing. Uh, 18-year-old kid. Scored 36 goals, 44 assists in his most recent season. I want to say with the Barry Colts. This is a, this is a guy that the Flyers kind of lack on this team right now. You know, a physical guy gets into Wait, the dirty area. Fire I'm sorry. Does he play with fire, or does is he I, Isaiah Ratcliffe? No, well, I'm telling you now. Like he, he's a good guy. Like he gets into the dirty spaces. He scores a dirty goal. He's got a little brick, little bit of grit to him. Uh, the only thing is, he's projected late first round. So he's like I said, he's not a guy that is going to fall to the Flyers or that they'd have to reach for. Just a guy that if he's there. Kind of hope they go for him. Um, on, I'm looking at, we had Marco on our prospect show, Marco Diamico. I'm looking at his rankings here. He has Forrester ranked 31. So I'll just read off what he's got here. Forrester has the classic look of a power forward. Six foot two, 194. Forrester's a physical specimen. There you go, Kyle. Uses his large frame to shield opponents from the puck and extract loose pucks during board battles. His main skill is his deadly shot. So... 18-year-old kid, 14 power play goals. You know, I'm obviously, uh, who knows if that's going to translate like that to the NHL level. I think what I saw was, at best, he's projected second line. And the more I read these prospect guys' things, the more I kind of believe they know what they're talking about. So is he what the Flyers need on this team right now? We want them to acquire a top-line guy, right? That's what we want. They lacked scoring in the playoffs. They have all the depth in the world. They don't have that guy. So even though this would be my plan and what I would do, I don't think staying put would put them over the top necessarily. So having said this, like Jack, you said with that pick for next year, I think they ride this team into the trade deadline. And hopefully at this point, they're so high up in the standings that trading their first round pick to the uh, next season, it ends up being a 28, 29, 30 pick, you know? Because they would have been in the final four, Stanley Cup, hopefully. That would be my plan. Kind of stay put. If you're going to shake things up, do it at the trade deadline. You know? That's, I, I can see that. I, I can see that, but I just don't know. I guess it's it's a kind of wait and, and see what goes on with the rest of the Metro at this point. Because, I mean, like we, we alluded to before we started this show, you got the Rangers 
they look like they're gearing up to add some cap space this offseason. And if that's the case, we may have an issue because you may not be top three with our current team if the Islanders and the Rangers move some shit around. And we always, we we all know the Washington Capitals are going to be hovering around the top of the Metro because they're a great regular season team. And the Pittsburgh Penguins are, will have every penalty called in their favor. So they're in the top three, at least. It's like keeping it's, up with the Joneses. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I stay pat if everybody else stays pat because then we have, then your plan looks fantastic. But if everybody else starts making moves like they did last year to better themselves, the Flyers cannot stand pat. That's a good point. It's true. Yeah. I mean, they can still do something and still draft this year. I, I do want to see them move somebody before or after the draft or during. That'd be nice. You know, Joseph last time, the last is going to get moved. The two biggest moves I can think of that they've made at the draft in the last 10 years, 12 years, they traded for Chris Pronger. That worked out pretty well. Uh, and they Shen. moved up and took Travis Konechny. Well, the Shen deal, I thought, was one of the bigger trades they made. But uh, that, oh, was, yeah. well, that uh, was a rebuilding trade. Right. That was a trading it back into the draft. So, yeah, I definitely like that as well. Um, they got a pick for next year. They got Frost and Farabee out of that. So, yeah, you're right. Um, didn't, they, didn't they draft Frost later in that first round where they drafted Patrick second overall? Was that, is yes. that correct? Oh, that's crazy. So they, they drafted Patrick, and then they made the trade yeah. to get back into the draft to take Frost, also adding a pick for next year that turned into Farabee. Farabee kind of fell to us, too, so that was a nice pick. Um, yeah, good point, Kyle. That was another move they made. I'm not, I wasn't going to say last year when they traded back and – I like Bobby Bobby Brink, Brink as a uh, prospect, but I was going to put that up there with the the big three trades we were talking about. Um, they have pieces that need to be moved that should be moved that have some value depending on what you think and what player we're talking about. I'm hoping to see something happen, and if that's the case, they could definitely upgrade this team and still draft this year. And I, Jim, like you said, Tyson Forrester, I got a uh, Russ Cohen's dra- uh, rankings here. And he's got him ranked 29th. So is it a little after when we're drafting? Yeah. Sure. But just right around that where we're drafting, I see a lot more centers mixed in with a defenseman here or there. I want a winger. So I would definitely. Yeah, but, take- but the last 10 in the first round, I mean, we don't know. It's going to so it is a who you like kind of. It is a who you like kind of. The, the last 10 same with like the second round it's a who who do you like the best at all these guys because the first 10 in the second round are all kind of in the same range and you're not going to know until about three or four years who's well really I, I just out. hope that they don't take it lightly because if it's anything like the 2015 draft look at the names that came out of that draft they if they can just i'm going to throw two names at you real like. quick jack I'm gonna throw two names at you now. I I want Gundler too. I mean, the dude's six foot two, one seventy four. He's a young kid. hasn't really filled out into his frame yet. Imagine when he does. I feel like that's the ideal guy the Flyers should target. Let me let me hand you two more names here and see what you think about these two choices. So say a guy like Dylan Holloway falls, six foot one, two hundred and three pounds, can play center and left wing. 
he's lit, but he's listed as a center. I don't want them drafting a center, moving him to wing. Otherwise, I'm on board. You know what I mean? I want a pure winger, pure winger. Well, if they have, if they have, I mean, this is just me speaking. If they have admiration to trade Patrick, would they be more inclined to go center? I That's think kind of so. where my thinking is, because yeah. Because they're already centers. They need to replenish their center prospect pool anyway. If you consider Frost coming up, even without moving Patrick, it's not a bad move. I that's kind of where my lacks. thinking is behind that, yeah. I, listen, they're go- and that's what I said earlier. They're going center or winger, which I know it's not like mind-boggling because we have so much defense here and obviously not going goalie. I just prefer the pure, sni- I won't say sniping, but shooting winger because they have not had that in forever. Holgram never drafted that. Clark very rarely drafted that. They always would draft centers and move them to wing because they yeah. like that they play defense and all that shit. Sometimes you just need to get the guy who knows how to put the fucking puck in the fucking net. That's it. That's as simple as that. <laughs> I feel like Jack's going to have an aneurysm. He's popping <laughs> off. He's sick of it. Dude, it's true. They've, draft, they've drafted... You know, they drafted goalies in defense, and for forwards, they've always gone with the safe two-way forward type guy. Our center, Even Konechny was the center before he got here. And like now it's time to draft the guy. So I, I, they draft. They, they, listen, if they if Dylan Holloway falls to them at twenty three, uh, where I'm seeing him ranked is in the mid teens, I can't hate it. I love value. I'll take the value. I'm not trading up for the guy, uh, personally. Uh, but again, if they're, I, I just want my winger. That's uh, that's what it comes down to. They better get a guy like Zion Nye back in the second round then. Who's another good winger who's underrated? That oh I my god, I would I'd be I'd be static if they were able to snag him, man. Well, sure. he's ranked on Russ's um, rankings here at thirty, but his article about him, and he doesn't do that many articles on individual players, is saying he can go in the mid rounds. Uh, I'm sorry, mid second, and the Flyers' next pick would be at fifty three. So not that crazy, and more likely if you wanted to trade up, it's probably a little bit easier. Um, uh, that would be I would be more than happy with that. Uh, you said you were going to throw a couple names at me. What was was there another one? Yeah, I got one more for you. What do you think about Jan Mysack? <laughs> well, I like my sack better than your sack. <laughs> you like I said it? <laughs> I think it's actually pronounced me sack. You're on my sack. How do you okay. like that? <laughs> yeah, another another center baby. I, I'd say the same thing. I, I like Holloway better. I'll say that much. 175, 5'10", so he's built at least. 5'10's a little short for a center. Yeah. Oh, stop. It's a new age NHL. He'll do nah, center? Oh, my yeah, guy's going to be fucking, tiny. He's not a quarterback, dude. Who's this he going to be? Who's going to be Tyler Johnson out there? No, no, no. I'll take the shorter winger, but a center? Ugh. A lot of Saxon Johnsons were tossing around out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you're killing awesome. me. You're the single you got, one. You have the, the audience of one person laughing at your jerks right now. <laughs> and you're you're absolutely killing it with that one person. <laughs> yeah. That's all I got. You killed it on that one, dude. If they trade it up, <laughs> there was a player I would love to trade up for, but it'd be a significant trade up. Yeah. I really like Seth Jarvis. I oh, really like yeah. But he's oh, ranked man. almost in the top ten, so it's like ugh. Oh my god, if they could get Seth. But here's the thing though, dude. And we're going to find out because uh, I don't think we mentioned this yet, but we're doing a, a first ever HWNHL mock draft. 
this coming weekend. So make sure you guys look out for that. We'll have all the results come out on Monday. Is The draft is kind of light defensively. So teams are going to yeah. kind of reach on some of these guys, some of these defensemen that are ranked later on. And I wonder, I, I'm, I'm not saying he's going to fall the, all the way to 23, but if he's there at 17, 18, and here's another thing, though. I think there's a lot of Metro teams that draft there. I would, oh, my God, I would come in my pants if they got Seth Jarvis. Oh, boy. <laughs> Let, I I, listen, I know how I feel about this, but I'm going to ask you, is there any... There's only two defensemen in the first round I'd even consider, and I wouldn't trade up for either of them. But would you do it? There's no way in hell Drysdale's there, so I won't even bother. But if a guy like uh, Jake Sanderson fell? I don't think they need a defenseman. They don't. But if it's if it's just value at that point. like I mean, wow, he'd have to fall no a hell of a game. long way. He would, because he's ranked on Russ's list here at 15, but he's being projected to go in the top 12, even yeah. 10. No, he'd so, have to fall a hell of a long way. But I, you, ne- you never know. It, and, then it, what paying, or, um, and then what are you paying to get? Uh, he'd but, have to fall. He'd have to fall to 17, 18 for me to even consider it. But it's been, it's happened. Uh, Chickering originally, I'm not. I think that was a 2016 draft. I could be wrong. Maybe 17. He was at going into that year the number two overall pick. By the time the draft rolled around, he was round eight, ten, twelve. He fell all the way to like 21 before he was drafted by Phoenix. I mean, it's been, it's happened before. You know, the worst part of this draft is everybody's season kind of got cut short. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. So, I mean, you as awesome as it is to draft, it's almost like uh, the NFL fantasy draft. Uh, do cool. we really know anything that we're like? That's we why I'm nervous about stat. a guy like Jack Quinn who kind of came out of nowhere how all of a sudden had the scoring touch, but how much did he really play? You know, before everything got cut short, it's like, was he on a hot streak? Is he really this good? I don't know. But that and may he's, actually he's going benefit, top ten. That may benefit the Flyers. Well, yeah, for where we're drafting, sure. Yeah, in the long because run, it could. People, people may be looking at guys who got hot right before the season ended, and they may go ahead of where they're projected. And the guys that we're we've been discussing this entire time may fall, and then at that, I mean, obviously this is all like kind of hearsay. But if they do fall and the Flyers do move up, I mean, I wouldn't hate it. Yeah, I, I don't want to see him move up for the defenseman, but if there's a guy they like, like especially a winger, they should absolutely move up. It's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. I feel like. Uh... It's like Christmas. I already got my my flyer stocking ready. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. I have oh. that exact stocking. Hang it up, baby. Christmas is coming. Christmas. His <laughs> just stands by itself for some reason in the corner of the room. His wife's been asking to wash it, but he won't let her. <laughs> no, it's, dude, put... my, it's, it's my Santa sack. Yeah, put... <laughs> put it up. Maybe the... <laughs> Yeah, uh, hockey it's guards are filled up. up with something. <laughs> Been filled up with coal for the last 32 years. I know. All right, so before we wrap up, I know we uh, we played the GM scenario. If you had one wish for this Flyers team between now and draft night to change on the roster, one wish, dream scenario, what is it, Jack? They trade JVR... 
and ghosts and somehow wind up with a significant player and less cap. That's why. That's why it's a wish. We're gonna get hit by a meteor tomorrow for that one. (laughs) I'll take it for the team. Okay, Kyle, what do you got? Wait, real quick. It don't have to be realistic, right? So that's why it's a wish, right? I was hoping it was gonna be a little realistic. All right, fine. Um, okay. Uh, they move Ghost and something to Winnipeg, and they get a guy like Ellers, Nikolai Ellers, something like that. I would be perfectly okay with that. Ghost, Patrick, would you do even the first? Not for Ellers. No, that's too much. He's young. If you're doing Patrick and Ghost and a first, I think that's too much. What about a second? (laughs) (laughs) How about this? I wish that they don't trade a second and a third for a role-playing defenseman. Hey. Well, they don't have a third, so they have next year's third, which is what they did with the previous one. <laughs> I wonder. Um, I think Caden Korzak had a pretty good year actually last year. You guys know who that is? No, no. That's why you're not giving a second and a third for him because I know you're already thinking about it. Oh, uh, that's who the pick turned out to be, Caden Korzak. Oh, what's the second or the third? I think the second. Are you right? Because the third they haven't drafted yet. Yeah. Well, it's it's been one. <laughs> How do you know that we wouldn't draft it better? I don't know. Sharks. You don't know. Exactly. I don't know. All right. Let's wrap this fucking shit up. I never got Whoa. my fucking wish out, you piece yeah. of shit. Yeah. I, I thought you did. My wish. Make I a wish you foundation did. and you forgot about the kid. Good. <laughs> what's your wish? I apologize, Kyle. I would like... Cut it. Cut the video. Shut it off. Just shut it off. I I would like for the Flyers. Zip it. I would like for the Flyers to add um a half decent defenseman, maybe a little bit better than Braun. And I would like them to also add some physicality, some fourth line presence, some third, fourth line presence. So fantastic, wasn't it? That's a good. That's better than what I came up with. That's a good wish for sure. This kind of reminded me of something, and I forgot to bring it up. And I'll be Definitely quick with this. So, I have, did. You guys watch that pain documentary that the I don't think the NHL put it out. I, I forget who put it out. It was on TSN or something in Canada. Uh, I'm not in Canada, Jim. So no. <laughs> well, neither am I, but I saw it. Uh, <laughs> no, what's up? So it talked about how these guys are using pain meds and whatnot, and they used two former flyers on the documentary. Mike Richards. No. Wow. He should have been the flagship guy. Two guys that the flyers trainers, quote-unquote, misdiagnosed or pressured to play with injury. I can't remember the first guy's name, but he was a higher draft pick back in the day. And they forced him to come back. He was playing with a dead shoulder. His career was over. uh, He came back to sue the Flyers because of the trainers. Second guy was Dave Babbage. I forget what his injury was, but once he retired, he came back and sued the Flyers. Now, we all know what happened with Eric Lindros, right? And the trainers and whatnot. So I'm wondering, and I'm not bad-mouthing. This is just speculation from Jim. I I wonder... If Nolan Patrick has been correct in all this, I wonder if he legitimately does not trust the trainers or the Flyers doctors 
because of these reasons. I wonder if he just has legit reasons not to trust them. So I kind of I wanted to put myself on the other side of this and say, well, what if he really is going through something and they're misdiagnosing him? Well, or so these trainers, by the way, let me just throw quick. out here real quick because there's incentive for these trainers to force these guys to play games. They get bonuses uh, depending on how many games these players play. So it's like this guy's saying he's got a bum shoulder. You look in, he should be able to play with that. Go out and play, right? The owners want these guys to play. They're getting paid. Now you have incentive to force this guy, go play. You're fine. Shoot you up with this. You're good. Check out that documentary. And, you know, we'll have a conversation about this again. But go ahead, Jeff. Well, no, I have gonna, to. The only thing I was going to add is you remember uh, the goaltending coach, something, Reese? Mm -hmm. He left the team because they forced Steve Mason to play. There you go. That's, so I, I, that's what I was going to add. And I was kind of joking around at first. But now that you say it like that, like, uh, yeah, a couple of bells just went off. So that is definitely something to consider. So in this documentary as well, I, I'm going to mention they only mentioned two players to come back and sue the team. And they were both Flyers players. Okay, so here I am saying Nolan Patrick is, I don't want to say selfish, but he wants to go home, doesn't want to play for the Flyers, would rather play for the Jets. And it almost sounds like bad-mouthing the kid, talking negative. But maybe he has legit fears and legit concerns and maybe it's not Nolan Patrick. Maybe it's, you know, without pointing fingers at anybody, maybe there's a reason why he doesn't trust the doctors. And again, this is going to sound like speculation to a lot of you guys because this is just stuff that we've learned and hasn't really been released. But go watch this documentary, guys. Uh, I'll repost it. I, I posted it on my Twitter. I'll repost it after the show. It might shed some light. And I... I found it extremely interesting that they used two examples of former flyers coming back to sue the team over either misdiagnosed injuries or trainers pushing them to play when they really shouldn't have. And like I mentioned, we all know what went down with Eric Lindros, right? He had the punctured lung uh, with the whole Keith Jones story and whatnot. The trainers told him he could play and he was fine. They wanted him to fly back on the train or uh, the, the plane. That's a badass train. Yeah, <laughs> and, he, and he wasn't fine, right? So, and this can be a whole topic for another day, maybe after the draft week and whatnot, but like with the, with the NHL trainers being, uh, you know, in, almost incentivizing getting these guys out into games when they're not ready to play, you know, all, all they got to do is, you know, uh, inject them up with all these uh, pain medicines and they don't feel a thing. When it's damaging these players, it could potentially damage the rest of their career and their life. So, well, Jim, as I was, I just, it brings up Steve Mason and a former Flyers goalie coach leaving the team over the exact same scenario that you just laid out. Uh, that makes me sound, it sounds like if a coach is leaving over that, that it's something that's been going on for quite a while because that same coach, I do not remember his first name, and his last name was Reese. He left the team after being with the organization a very, very long time. So that is definitely eyebrow raising. And I will definitely be checking this documentary out for sure. Yeah, it's a quick one, half hour. Uh, and it, it was very informative. I think. Uh, what was it called again? No Pain? No Pain Game or something like that? I, I'll look it up for you guys. And uh, like I said, I'll retweet it so it's easy for you to find. 
Uh, so look out for that. Uh, yeah. So let's talk about that on another show. I think we're about, we're, we're too long into this episode, but it was a fun one. We no talked about thing. a lot. <laughs> no such thing. What fun? No such thing. Too long in an episode. Oh, I mean, if you guys want to keep going. I got all night. Jeff Reese was the name of the coach I was referring to. There you go. So if there's any conspiracy theorists out there, that like to connect dots, be my guest. I think the dots are there to connect personally. Well, he's definitely given us the pieces to the puzzle. We just got to put it together. Right. So we mentioned earlier where there's kind of smoke, you know, it could be fire. So that, that's what it is for me. It smells a little smoky. Dude, a couple of huge episodes to kick off this week. Monday, we had full circle. Jack and Steve had Russ Cohen on. Jack, that was an awesome episode, dude. I had been listening to, to Russ Cohen on Hockey Buzz and following his site for like the better part of a half a decade. So that was great to actually speak to him. And yeah, you want you like draft information? This guy's a guru. Uh, I wish he could be like next to me watching the draft and <laughs> give me all the analysis, but I'll take a podcast for now. Um, that being said, you had a decent host on yourself there, Jim. Oh uh, yeah. Marco's the man. Marco's the, uh, site host and editor and creator and writer of scrimmage and stats.com. Uh, I believe he has his own podcast. I believe it's called the hockey flow. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at the hockey expert. Super nice dude. Maybe the, maybe the nicest guy I ever met off Twitter. Uh, take a listen to the episode guys. Uh, super cool guy. A lot of information. We covered 20 prospects on that show. Yeah, well, yours was close to like two hours, wasn't it? Yeah, and it was one of those ones where like you looked up and you're like, holy shit, an hour and a half? And it didn't even feel like it, you know? You know, uh, it, you got to do a lot of research to really get into these drafts. But if you're, you know, because of the stoppage and restartage and all that, you could listen to these podcasts and be ready for the draft. Like, for real. For the first round. Like, seriously, you, you don't have to kill yourself and all that. You could listen to this stuff and be like, yeah, I, I know more than the average guy going into this draft. And it, it makes it that much more fun. Yeah. Yeah. Take a listen to the episode, guys. This way, when you watch, because when is it on Tuesday? Tuesday, seven o'clock, I believe. When, you, when you're watching Tuesday night, you know what you know what's happening. You know what guys are getting drafted. You know UFA what. Free agency period starts Wednesday. I think it starts uh, no, Friday. No, round two is Wednesday, so it's like Friday, right? The ninth? Yeah. Yeah, so I feel like for the Flyers this year, free agency and maybe trades are going to be – I'm sorry, the draft and trades are going to be where we're going to focus our attention. Uh, yeah, so good stuff, guys. Oh, uh, Jim, we doing anything for the draft? Uh, yeah, let's YouTube do the live. live. Yeah, let's do the live reaction show. So you could see, uh, I wish we would have done it for last year with Jack and the Caulfield, man. Jack, was, were you on the floor <laughs> last year, Jack? Or oh, was that my cousin? I didn't start there, but I wound up there. <laughs> Dude, I've never seen somebody so high and so low in a span of three seconds. Yeah, I went from high to wide real quick. <laughs> I, uh, it's because of the USA and then the even the C for Cam and Cole got me. But yeah, um, it was good. We'll yeah, catch that this year. I mean, that would have been the perfect draft for that because not only did the flyers have him available at their first pick, they traded back and he was still available and they yeah. still didn't take him. And I like cam York, but I would have loved Cole Caulfield. Yeah. So we'll make Maybe sure we something like that will happen this year. Maybe it'd be a good thing, Jim. Maybe we'll trade up, you know, hey, I don't know. There, yeah. Been done before. 
Yeah, so we'll have the reactions for you guys with live draft YouTube reaction thing. We'll put that out. It's on the website, hwhockey.net, which that took me two hours to figure out how to put on there. So you guys better fucking look at it. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we got the bright side coming out Friday. We might have a special guest joining us. I'm working on getting another Cohen for the show. One Colby Cohen. Stop it. No way. Yeah, so that could be pretty cool. Uh, if not this week, definitely next week. So we'll hear some of Colby's, uh, you know, draft stories and getting into the NHL, playing in the AHL and whatnot. Should be a cool episode. Working on a couple more things. HW with Stoudemire, we will be back soon enough. I know it's been a couple weeks, and you guys, uh, you guys love those stories. So that'll return soon once the draft week is done. Man, my mouth is dry. Let's wrap this shit up, huh? Where can uh, guys? Where can they find you on Twitter? Jack underscore HW radio. Keep an eye all out for all that content. Full circle has been running pretty strong. We got a ton of content. You know, you won't be starved for content when you're following HW radio. That's for sure. And please tune into that YouTube live and take a look at my ugly mug. And uh, as I'm pretty much pissed off at everything, everybody does. You can find me at Warner Kyle 29. Sweet, simple to the point. Attaboy. Yeah, guys, hwhockey.net, ton of content, tons of podcasts, some good articles on there, and now we have a YouTube. Uh, Check out some of Adam's, Gritty Adam's, I forget his entire Twitter handle, but he's putting up some pretty cool music videos. He put out one of Travis Konechny today. That was a good one. I I listened to that yesterday, and it made me want to go play hockey. That's it, yeah, it was fun. (laughs) I didn't, but it made me want to. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it was a fun one. Adam's uh, Adam's got some skill there. Uh, Natalie Finkelstein put out an article about why it's okay to believe in ghosts. Make sure you guys check that out. Oh, like, I like that. Too late. Yeah, that was a great article. Uh, a lot more stuff on the po- You should have her on the bright side. Yeah, we should. Yeah, good, <laughs> good thinking there. So, yeah, a lot of stuff coming, guys. If you would like to team up with us, if you would like to potentially write as a contributor or, you know, be a guest on the pod, one of the pods, we've got a ton of shows Feel free to DM any of us. Or if you'd like to purchase a t-shirt. Kyle's got boxes and boxes of t-shirts. I do I do legitimately have boxes and boxes of t-shirts. Yes. DM the hell out of us and we will get you a t-shirt. So at that, boys and girls, we will talk to you next week. Here's hoping we have a big move to talk about. Or at least the draft pick that we want. Good night, boys and girls. Because bad things happen in Philadelphia. Bad things. When it comes crazy.